Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a glorious and gracious good afternoon, morning, evening to you, no matter what time it is, at where you are in this atmosphere, where you're hearing the sound of our voices. We are so grateful to God that he has chosen this Kairos moment to connect us in the spirit realm as well as within cyberspace. We are just, just, mm, thinking and praising God today. We are just, as always, we are always thinking and praising him. But you know, there are some times in your life where you cross um, that that line of, um, of, I don't know, praise and worship and, and things become even more real to you than they were once before. And I am just in that place today. So I'm grateful that you are joining with us. My awesome and beautiful and courageous and talented and intelligent co-host is on the line with me, and I'm going to let her give her all praise today. How are you, ma'am? Tanya? Hello? Okay, Tam, I can't hear you. Check your phone. See if you're on mute. Can you hear me now, sis? Now I can. Yes, well, ma'am. Awesome, you uh-huh. guys. Please I can hear you now. Me. I want to just say, I want to give God the praise today. We woke up this morning and we did communion together. And as I began to partake of the bread, I said to the Lord, this is in remembrance of you. And I heard the spirit of God say, what are you in remembrance of? I'm still very much alive. I'm still very much still doing greater things than I did, greater works than I did before. What are you remembering, of? So I begin to give mm-hmm. God praise and thank him for his blood that still flows and reaches to the highest mountains. And I begin to sing that, sis. I'm not, I'm not the singer I used to be, but I still give God the praise. I'm so grateful we're still here during what we call the quote-unquote COVID-19 and the different changes that life has bought us right now. So I'm just so grateful that we're still being fed. We're still very much alive. We're still still very much blessed. Not the best sometimes, but I thank God. Thank you for honoring me in the interim of it. And I love you so much for that. Amen. 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 Ah, God is God is just always on the move and showing himself mighty in our lives. And I was listening to pastor this morning, um, it's so beautiful because I get to see the whole service now before I used to only could get the word, but I get to see um, Dini and Monty and enjoy the praise and worship and everything. Um, but, you know, um, it was really, really an awesome, awesome message. And he said something in the midst of the message that just really leaped in my spirit. And he says, will your after be better than your before? 
Will your after be better than your before? In other words, he was making reference to this quarantine that we are currently in, and he was saying, will you be better after the quarantine? Will you emerge from this time as a better rendition of you, as a a better person, as a more kinder person, as a more conscientious person? What, What have you done with your ministry during this time? He even alluded to people. He said, I don't want to hear about you being tired because you've had plenty of time to rest. What is going to be the outcome? And he was talking about what he's going to be looking for in the saints when we come back to the house of God. You know, he's like, I want to see marked differences. Did you use this time to become a better you? Did you use this time to to um, engage God even the more? And so that was really what I wanted to talk about today because, it, like I said, it just leaped in my spirit. Will your will your after be better than your before? Um, and and what are people doing in this hour to make their after better than their before? So, what are your thoughts on that, sis? Well, thanks. Now that you've asked me that, you're absolutely right. You know, ever since we've been on the show for the last year. Uh, last couple of years, I've always made a phrase that a young uh, a woman taught me a long time ago, Lord, allow my latter days to be greater than my first. You know, before this all began, the COVID-19, I was saying to the Lord, I need a sabbatical. I need a moment away from church. I just, mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to know <laughs> be this. Be careful what you ask going for. To this. <laughs> what, what? Because, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, you know, this is what it's called, keep it real. So I'm going to keep it real with you guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, church don't seem like church to me anymore. Is it a pulpit or is it a platform? Is it church or mm-hmm. is it just a congregation just to say you went to church so you can mark that off on your checklist and say that you're going to be okay for the week? Or are we truly praising God? What has happened to the churches when we go in there praising God and the people with alcoholism and people with diseases to be healed because what people don't know in the new COVID-19, new generation, let me tell you something, used to be when you walked into church, the very thing that you went in there with, you didn't come out of with. You may not have understood Mm. it, but you didn't come out with the same thing. And trust me, I know because I'm so grateful to say now that I lived in that era. You will never know it like we did before. What's wrong with the word where the word transforms us from mortal into immortality that we don't want to be the same mm. anymore, but we go to church, we can't praise God, we can't operate on the five um, to the gifts of the spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation, dancing the spirit. We can't do those things anymore because we have to unquote, unquote, be uh, how is society going to take us or what they're going to say in the church. So now we have to have three services, mm-hmm. one in the morning at 7.15 because the elderly say they can't take all that uh, new circle of music and then the 9.45 is the pumped-up service and the 11.45 is dignitary. What has happened? Now we're not mm-hmm. in church yet. I want to go to church because now when I go, I want to go with a different praise and I'm praying that others would too. I want to go with a different mm-hmm. belief because I'm praying that the world would too. Because if there's ever mm-hmm. a time to need him, this time is now. If there's ever a time to praise him, the time is now. If there's ever a time to seek him, the time is now. You ask the question, and I'm going to answer it for me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, allow my latter days to be greater than my first. Allow me whatever this moment that you're operating in. Please don't do it without me. Allow me to have mm. the mobility, the stability, and the ability to be able to grow into the heights that you choose me to grow in this season. And amen. That's where I leave it, sir. Amen. Amen. You know, um, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we have to get beyond ourselves, okay? Um, we have to become uncomfortable with comfortable. Okay, literally. Um, I, I have a friend who's a, a lean coach in um, Six Sigma. She's like one of them brainiacs, actually. She's a, a, an engineer. Um, but one of the things she says is that, you know, I want to push you to, to, to the place where you become uncomfortable being comfortable. 
And um, when I first heard that, I was like, okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. But then the more I pondered on it, the more sense it made because we get caught up in being comfortable where we are. It's all good. You know me. You know how you doing. I'm good. You know, it's like you, you, you become your cliché. You know, when there are things inside of you that may not be good, but you're going to keep speaking, I'm good, I'm well. My favorite thing is to say I'm well because I believe in divine healing. I want to speak wellness over myself. I'm good. I'm well. You know, um, different things like that where we have to be careful what we're speaking into our lives as well as over our lives. I did um, yesterday, we had such a blessed time, I did a virtual vision casting um, event on Zoom, and we looked and cast a vision for our lives dealing specifically from the scripture, from the word of God, where, you know, I, I, I was sharing with them how you and I were talking about my vision board, and, you know, and my car was on it. Well, I have three cars on it, but, you know, God has blessed me now to get the first one, and, and I have a yacht on it because everybody that knows me knows I want a yacht. You know, I said I had a private plane on it, and I don't want to own a private plane, but I want to be able to fly in a private plane to get to where I need to get to because I don't have time for commercial air. Um, you know, it had a, um, a curtain opening up introducing me. So I'm saying that, you know, God is putting my name in the wind. I will be introduced to, to many nations, to kings. I will appear before kings. Um, it had on there about my vision for um, being a, a top female business owner, you know, an entrepreneur, that was on there. These were all different things and, and serving on different board of directors. So all the things that I haven't had envisioned for my life, you know, in the natural was on this board. But what God placed in my spirit a couple of weeks ago was, are you casting your vision according to what my word said? So we came together yesterday in this virtual vision casting event where we took scripture. And, 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 and anybody that want a copy of the scriptures we use, just, just DM me. You know, you can come in the chat room, tell me, please um, give me your link. I'll send you the scriptures. Or you can find me on Facebook, Elder Coilette. Um, same way on Instagram, Elder Coilette, and, and I will be happy to send you the scriptures that we looked at, that we pronounced, and we, we spoke over our lives. And, and what God was saying was, your vision for your future, is it wrapped up in what my word says about you? You know, and what I was trying to convey to people, though God led me to specific scriptures that we looked at yesterday, there was like interjection from the, the people on the call that had scriptures that God was sharing with them as well. And also, you know, like find out what is God saying specifically to you? Uh, it, it's like I think about um, Jeremiah in the first chapter of Jeremiah where God spoke to him and he said, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb and I called you a prophet to the nation. What is God saying specifically to you? That's what he said specifically to Jeremiah. You know, don't tell me about you being young. I knew you before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. And I am the one that, that decreed and declared you would be a prophet to the nation. And this is when Jeremiah was still a little boy. You know, God confirmed what his calling was. I believe that in this hour, God will confirm if you are not already sure of your calling, God will confirm his call upon your life. And, and he has granted us and gifted us with time to un unpack that thing. It's like he's given us the gift of time during this quarantine to utilize it to see even deeper into the things of him. And then I believe that there is an unveiling, and we've talked about this for quite a few weeks on the show, that there is an, an, an unveiling of different things, different people, where their heart is, where their intelligence is, you know, different things about yourself, different things within who you are, okay? And God is showing these things to you, but he's showing these things to you for a reason. I want to give, I want to give a little testimony here. I have had whew, quite the week 
this past week. Um, I found out on Tuesday who my biological father was. And that was monumental to me because I am 63 years old. Um, I was more concerned with who my biological mother was, and I haven't found her yet. But um, the fact that God would bring things together and connect the dots in my life so I could get a glimpse of my lineage to know what is back there. And it was it was such a um, – Tuesday was just such a crazy – was like getting a call from a a person who was connected to an organization that when she called me, she told me, um, you joined us in 1998, and I just want you to know we're taking on your case. And I'm thinking, that was 22 years ago. Like, what? (laughs) So anyway, but it was like, it was like how strategically God did things. I took a DNA test, and I'm going to make this as quick as I can, but I took a DNA test um, with my heritage over a year ago. I met one cousin through that that we connected, but we still couldn't connect the dots on my lineage and, and how, you know, we were intertwined with one another. And so a couple of months ago, I decided, well, let me take, let me take the, the ancestor DNA test and see if that will lead me to somebody else. And in it was through that that it linked me with a first cousin. And in me, a first cousin, second cousin, and um, some third cousins. And I talked to a couple of the third cousins, and one of them, like, she has, she's the keeper of the family tree on there. And, you know, she was really trying to help me to connect the dots, right? But she was like, but you've got to get in touch with, with your first cousin because she is the key. She is the catalyst. Um, because of the the close proximity of the DNA. And so I went on a search for her, and this was all Monday. I mean, this conversation happened with her that Monday. I went on the search for the first cousin. I actually sent a message through Ancestry to the first cousin, like when my DNA first came back a couple of weeks ago, but I hadn't had any response. So I was like, okay, well, let me just branch out. You know how things will motivate you to, to look deeper at something, so I branched out, and I started looking for her, like, on Facebook and Googling her and whatever, and I found her, who I thought was her, which I believe it was, uh, on Facebook, but I noticed she wasn't, like, really heavy in the social media, so I was like, I sent a friend request, but I didn't hear back, and I thought, well, let me see who she's connected to, and I found um, another gentleman that had the same last name as one of her friends who was also kind of like within my age range just looking at him. And so I said, well, let me reach out to this person. Maybe that's another cousin or or maybe that's a brother or what have you. And in talking to him, um, he responded right back. This was God. He responded right back, and we started messaging each other and come to find out that um, the young lady I was looking for was actually his first cousin, so which made him my first cousin as well, and then we started talking about the lineage of this family unit um, and come to find out that his father was one of 16. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so one of those 16 is probably my father, right? And But I, got, I was given a name. I finally had a name to go on, and so the last name was McElvain. So I'm going, okay. Then I get this call Tuesday. This is all Monday. On Tuesday, I get the call from this agency that I signed up with 22 years ago, Tanya. Hear me, 22 years ago. Never heard anything from them. And all of a sudden, I guess with my digging around Monday night, I must have popped up on the radar or something. And she was like, you know, um, she's looking at, at, the information I gave back then, and she said, well, your birth certificate number is one number off from the hit that we got, but um, if, it's, if it's correct, and she was asking me if I could provide the, the, verify the birth certificate number, and I explained to her I'm in Atlanta, um, my birth certificate is in Las Vegas, but, you know, my daughter, I can have her pick it up for me because I know exactly where it is, yada, yada, yada. 
So she said, okay. So I'm thinking she's going to say, so we'll get the number, verify, and then we'll see what we can do. She's like, well, if we just think about it, and if it's just one number, let's see what we really have here. And we're just going to assume that the correct number is X, Y, Z, right? And so she's going, she told me what my birth name was. She told me that um, it did not give first names, but it gave my mother's last name as Coleman and my father's last name as McIlvain. So now it's like, oh, my God, so this is really real, you know, based on the conversation I had had the night before, and now this woman is looking at my original birth certificate. And it was just like, wow, 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 wow. So now it was like to deduce who this, which one of these 16 kids was him. But since I knew that he was like 24 when I was born, we went back to the 1940 census. It was, girl, it was, it was quite the journey. It's still been quite the journey because I'm still finding things and searching and researching things. But in one day, here I find out who my biological father is, and I find out that he died November 18th, 1978. Now, that date is an infamous date because that is the day of the Jonestown Massacre. And I found out that my dad was there and drank the Kool-Aid. Okay? (laughs) I'm just going, I am reeling over all of this information being poured and revealed. Remember we kept saying, this is is a season of revealing. This is a season of revealing. And we just didn't know, at least I just didn't know, how deep the reveal would be. And then from that, I've talked to a sister I have. I've talked to a brother I have. I've talked to a, a first cousin who is 81 years old who could really give me family history. And in talking to her and finding out, different things about that family, she told me straight out, she said, mm, you wouldn't have liked the McElvays. And she started going into details about some things about them. And then I was like, oh, snap. So it's like you get to a place in life where you understand that when God begins to open things up in your life, it gives you more appreciation for what you have than you even realize. Okay, I've always loved my my adopted family as my own. Seriously, Coy Sparks is my father. I don't care who, what, when, or where, because that's the man that poured love into my life. But to find out about this biological entity and his life and different aspects about it made me erupt in praise on Friday morning with, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you so much because, you see, your life can go in one direction, just the trajectory of it can lead it into one way when God will step in and say, no, that's not the way I want you to go. I want you to go this way. So I'm going to place this person, this person, and this person in your life to make sure that I have you on the path that I need you to go on for it to be who I need you to be. And this is why I'm saying all of this to tie it back into I'm liking it with the this path that we're we're on currently with the quarantine, sometimes we complain. Sometimes we're like we 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 don't know how to to handle situations. But if you allow the circumstances and the situations that come up in your life to shape and mold you in the manner in which God would have you to go, you will find yourself in a place where you would have never been in had that, that the, what you would have thought would have been cool, had that have taken off. So I'm just saying, you know, in this time of quarantine, when God is revealing who you are, that, I mean, like, literally, okay, who you are, where, where is your lineage coming from? What do you need to pray against? It's like I've prayed against generational curses, but now I have specifics that I can hone into and call out, okay? It is just—it is amazing what God will do for you if you allow him. So you want your 
after to be so much better than your before. And the only way that's going to happen is if you align yourself with the spirit of the living God and allow him to uproot and to pull up and pull out and regenerate you. That's what he told me he was going to do for me two weeks ago. I'll never forget. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's making me anew. He's regenerating who I am in him. And it's like, when we come out of this, how do you want to come out? Mind, body, and spirit. This is not just a tunnel vision kind of change. Are you coming out of this healthier? Are you coming out of this more connected to God? Are you coming out of this with a greater praise within you? How are you allowing this time of quote-unquote quarantine to reshape who you are in the Lord? Amen. <laughs> Go for it, sis. I know that was a lot. I'm sorry. Don't you ever be sorry for that, because I believe in my spirit that what you just spoke into the atmosphere, someone else is going through it, someone else has been adopted, someone else has felt out of place, and now you're in search of. And I thank God for being able to show us where we belong. I've been wanting to do it for so long, even though I think I know where I belong. But at the same time, you want to know what causes what and what does what. But we just thank God Mm -hmm. for such a clarity. You know, 2020 came in, and I remember my pastor speaking about clarity. And I thank God for just revealing himself to us during this COVID-19. You guys, it's been slow. You got it's opening back up down here, sis, in Augusta. But it's still very mm-hmm. much still the way things were, if people can understand. Not the way things were, but different. So... It's time now to reflect and ask God mm-hmm. to allow your latter days to become greater than your first. Whatever it is mm-hmm. in you, that he will bring out the best in you, to show you your gifts, that you can be able to prosper and they can manifest themselves, be able to help others, that he may be able to be glorified, not you, mm-hmm. he may be mm-hmm. I was saying yeah. before, if you guys remember, oh, I can't wait. I want to go to the meat department. I want to go to seafood. Well, you guys, I've done it. And be careful what you ask for. It is even harder work. And it has me thinking mm-hmm. on different origins and seeing things differently than I've ever seen before. But I'm not upset this time. I am actually have a smile on my face, and I'm kind of going, well, this is what I asked for. Before mm-hmm. I would have cried about it, got mad about it. This is crazy. I can't believe I did this. But I don't know what it is. I don't know what the reason is right now. But at the same time, I feel in my spirit like I do. And God is, and he's able. And the little Mm -hmm. things, he can make great. And I'm so happy for you, sis. Because, man, I'm sitting there the whole time you were talking. I was like, what is she related to Oprah or something? You know, you (laughs) never know. She's related to to Disney. You know, come on, you guys. You don't never know where this vintage may carry you. I'm just praying yeah. in the name of Jesus, great things. So you can know even more of the structure of why you're so driven and why you're so awesome in this time for us all. I watch you every day, and you don't know on Facebook, on Twitter, just different things to inspire, to uplift, to guide us as an elder, as a woman of God. I'm like, wow, I remember seeing her such a time as this. When she walked into the church with red in her eyes saying, Whoo, you better grab this thing of Jesus. Because right now, the old Corlea, I would have taken matters <laughs> in my own hand and people would be dead. So let me just say this to you. I'm so grateful for God. I'm so grateful that he's leading and guiding you so you can be able to structure young ladies and young women, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship, be able to go forth in what God is leading you to. So I'm grateful, and I thank God. You guys, it's not easy. Some days are up, some days are down. I'm not going to lie to you. Some days I wake up and I go, I'm just not feeling this, Lord. Some days I'm at work and I've had to scream out, Jesus, take the wheel, please. Mm. And because it's like that sometimes. I was talking to my sister mm-hmm. earlier, and she said, how are you doing? I said, tired. It's been a long week, six days straight. Today was my only off day. 
I'm tired. But I got up. I was still able to do things, and I thank God only by his might, only by his strength, mm-hmm. only by his will, mm-hmm. only by his love, only by his guidance, only by his breath. Because if mm-hmm. he didn't breathe life in me, I still would not be able to do what I do when I do it. So I just want to tell you guys with love that it's okay. Ask God who you are in this time. Where you supposed to be? Yeah. What is his structure and his guidance for your life? What is his will? Because you don't want to make any mistakes. You don't want to do anything crazy. But in these times, mm-hmm. you want him to be glorified because you don't want people mm-hmm. to be led astray because of you. And if you know who he chooses mm-hmm. in this time, in this hour, and if need, then show you, lead you, guide you, so that you can be able to prosper in his way. Mm-hmm. And you can and you can be happy with what you do. I'm on my way, you guys. I'm not quite there. Like I said, it's good days and bad days. But expect that. No matter how high you mm-hmm. are in life, how much money you make. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like that. Please believe me. So stay positive. Keep asking God. Keep asking him every way possible. You don't have to be the biggest hierarchy in the church to be able to ask him if he loves you. And I'm done mm-hmm. with that, sis. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's so real. That is so real. Um, it, it is so beyond title or position in this point, in, in the natural. Our position in the spirit is key, but our position in the natural, um, sometimes we put a greater value on it than our position in the spirit, and that's wrong. We have it backwards. It is how you're positioned, how you are positioned in the spirit that will propel you forward in the natural, and we miss that. We miss that. If we are positioned at the feet of God, if we are positioned to have our ear upon his breast, so that we can hear his heartbeat in the in a situation. If we are positioned in a place of of submission and even servitude unto God, then that positioning in the spirit is what will propel us to where we want to get to in the natural. We've got to learn. We have got to learn to praise the Lord through the ups, downs, ins, outs, and all around, okay? And, and, and we miss that. We miss that. Our overcoming is in our praise. One of the scriptures that we looked at yesterday in casting our vision was how God binds up the brokenhearted. We dealt with that one in our segment on what he says about healing, he binds up, he, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up the wounds of the brokenhearted. All, all sickness is not just simply physical. We have emotional sickness, we have mental sickness, um, and, and physical sickness, and spiritual sickness, let the truth be known. But if we do not get a handle on the brokenness that's within us, if we do not take opportunity to give those broken pieces to God and allow him to put it back together in his infinite wisdom and way, then it can lead to all manner of sickness physically and disease and um, and stunt our growth, okay, literally. One of the things that God said about Christ in the word of God is that he said that he grew in stature with man and with God. He grew in stature with man and in God. And that's what we need to be doing. You know, you can be old as me at 63 or you can be a baby, okay? What you need to grow in stature with God. And that will grow you up in stature with man because that growth in God will give you the wisdom that you need to succeed in this world. Are you coming out of this thing better than you went into it? Have you taken the time to do self-assessment? 
Where are you? Really, where are you? Let me tell you something. This was yesterday. I've been wanting to see this movie. And so I rented it on my computer yesterday. Um, it's uh, Bad Boys for Life, Will Smith and, and uh, Martin Lawrence. And there was a scene in it where Will Smith was talking to his captain. And his captain gave him this story um, of this Buddhist. And um, there was one, one man that was on the, the a horse that was just riding, riding, riding. And then there was another man that was in the road. And the man that was on the horse just was in like, such a hard gallop. But the man in the road stopped him and asked him, where are you going? Like this man was just, he was just so driven and riding so fast. But the man wanted to know that stopped him, where are you going? And Will Smith's character um, just kind of looked at him and he was, he was trying to understand where, where this conversation was leading and what his captain said to him. He said, the horse represents all of our fears and the different things that drive us. But, oh, I'm sorry, I left off the part. And the man said to him, when the other man asked him, where are you going, the man said to him, I don't know, wherever the horse leads me. He said, I don't know where I'm going. It's wherever the horse leads me. And he said, that's when he told him, he said, the horse represented the fears, um, the anxieties, the pains all these different things that we're allowing to lead us in our life, and we're going 100 miles an hour, but we have no idea where we're headed. We don't know where we're going. All we know is we're on this hot horse of uncertainty, and it's just taking us. And he said, it's time for you to take hold of the reins and stop allowing these things to just take you to a place you have no idea where you're going. Take a hold of the reins. In other words, take control of your life. So for us as Christians, when I listen to that, and I, I equate it to stop allowing the things of this world to take you in on a path that you have no idea where it's leading to, when you can allow yourself as you take hold of the reins to give it over, get you grab the reins and hand them over to God. It's almost like what you said when you stop at work and you say, Jesus, take the wheel. It's the same analogy. Take hold of the reins, but when you grab hold of them, pass them over to Jesus. Give them to the Lord and say, okay, you tell the horse where to go. You direct the horse where to go. Because then, then we step into Jeremiah 39 and 11 that says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and an expected end. But you got to grab those reins that you've allowed fear and anxiety and all these other circumstances to take you on a wild ride that you have no idea where you're going to wind up on Grab those reins and pass them over. Take that, that, that concerted, conscious choice and say, okay, I've got the reins now. And now, Lord, I'm going to freely give them over to you so you can steer the horse where it needs to go. Because I don't want to go anywhere that you don't tell me to go. I don't want to wind up in some God-forsaken place. I don't want to be in the land of Nod. I don't want to be where you're not. Okay, I want to make sure, I want to make sure that I'm winding up along the path that you predestined me to. See, that's what was so phenomenal about this week for me because I recognize and I realize not that I, I'm one of those blessed ones. I never had an issue with being adopted. My biggest thing was I wanted to find my birth mother just to say, you did good, I love you, it's all good. That was my whole Thing about wanting to find my biological, okay? I was never that adoptee that was war with me and they didn't want me and I'm crying and boohooing. That was never my, my thing. But what this week unfolded for me was even a greater, a greater moment of gratitude that, Daddy, wow, you know, you specifically stepped in and said, mm-mm. No, 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 no. There, there's, some, there's some stuff over here 
I don't want I don't want you in that stuff over there. I don't want that for you. You know, yes, I I use these two individuals to bring you into this earth realm. I did that, but I had other plans for your life. That was their charge, and they did what they needed to do to to legally usher you into this earth realm. But my plan for your life was totally different. So I put you over here so that I could take you on this trajectory in life so that you can get to this day, to May 3rd, and you could speak into the lives of someone else in the year of 2020 and say, listen, listen, trust him when he says he knows the plans I have for you. Trust him when he says that because, oh, my God, they're good plans plans to prosper you. Trust him when he says your latter will be greater than your former. Trust him to to allow you to come up and out of this time of quarantine better than what you went in. But you can only do that if you trust him and give him over the reins. Allow him to lead God and directions of the righteous are ordered. The steps, the path is lit up, and the steps are ordered by God. Allow Him to direct your steps. Allow Him to illuminate your path so that your former really can be greater than your latter. He knew what we were going to walk through. He knew the mistakes we were going to make. He knew the failures we were going to have. He knew the hardships we were going to encounter. And he still said, in spite of it all, I choose you because I have an expected end for you. I just need you to trust me to get you there. We serve an awesome, awesome God, Jess. Whoa, he's incredible. He's incredible. I'm sitting here right now just digesting everything you're saying. And maybe we should do a separate show on just adoption, period. You know, you're right. You you are one of the fortunate ones, sis, that never got caught up in, oh, my God, they adopted me. They lied to me. They never told me the truth. They never this. My real parents didn't love me. You can keep going on that contagious all you want. But God will put good people in your life to give you a home, a strategy, a plan. Mm. It may not be the way that you feel. It may not lead the way that you felt like it should. But except where you are, that's very hard for me, guys. I'm not adopted, but I promise you sometimes I feel like I am because my family mm. is, is huge. But at the same time, it's small because they don't really um, get involved with each other and care and different things like that. Another story, another show, another different time, same time, a different back channel. But (laughs) we need to be able to let you know that Christ loves you wherever you are in your life. And I call myself a misfit of my family, and I'm not adopted. I was the one that didn't understand my place. I got to tell you something. Um, I'm very close behind my sister, my second, the second child my mother had. And I was talking to my mother, speaking to my mother a couple of weeks ago, and she said, I kind of feel like I did you disservice by having you. I had you so close after your sister. I feel that's where all that, all that confusion I was going through so much came from in your life. But I had to realize she didn't do me a disservice. God wouldn't allow me to come here if it was a disservice, only if it was a service for him. So I don't want to get caught up in that in my life. But I want to know where God has me so that I can be able to glorify him and live a life according to what he wanted me to do. Because I've I truly believe he has great things for me, plans for me to prosper and to love me. And I have been blessed. So wherever you are in your life, don't look at the disservice in your life. Try to find as many things as a service 
that God has blessed you with. Because I promise you something. You may not can see the forest and the trees, but if it was time for you to die and the doctor told you you only have a couple of days or maybe a couple of hours, I guarantee you to find all the beauty and everything. So mm-hmm. I thank you, sis, for sharing your story with us, for sharing your journey. Because I believe in my heart that's something that a lot of us out there can grow from. Whether you adopt it or not, or you were raised by your grandmother, your auntie, or whoever it was. I was speaking to a young lady today that a good girlfriend of mine allowed me to speak to a young lady. She's not related to my friend, but God put her in her life. And I believe that God has a plan for my friend to be able to raise her because the Lord showed me that the devil had plans for her life otherwise. But he put her in a safe Mm. place, in a safe haven, for someone good with a kind heart and a real heart that can be able to structure her on her journey. Wherever you are in your life, thank God if someone, God has put you in different places. I thank God for allowing me such a time as this to be in your life. I thank God for such a time as this to be in First Lady Apostle's life because these are people that have been there, have journeyed, have fought hard, and they don't even, you know, some realize and some don't, but when you were praying in the spirit, you were praying for people like me. Because even though you can have a family, you can feel like an outcast. You can feel like the black mm-hmm. sheep, like you're all alone. And God will give you mm-hmm. a family. God gave me Lisa, and I know that he did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know my place in my family. No, I'm not telling you anything that my mother or my father did anything wrong. If you heard my story, it would probably be that. And if you heard theirs, it would probably be me. But it's not about that. It's where I was in my life at a place that I was lost. And God found me. And when he finds you, he puts you in the shadows of the wings of the Almighty to protect you. And that's what that means. Yeah. When you're in his wings and you're in his protection, you're in his arms, it can be Elder Corlett or different people in your life. But know where you are and know that God loves you. And ask him, no matter what it looks like, continually let you see and lift your head towards him and thank him for every day that he gives you. Fight of is good or bad. And I kind of outspoke my time. That's what I wanted to say, sis. No, you didn't outspeak at all. That was all good. You know, one thing we have to learn is to appreciate, to appreciate where we are. You know, um, I think we spend far too much time complaining and not enough time evaluating how it could have been so much worse, so much worse. There's always somebody that's in a, a greater struggle than what you are. There's always somebody that has greater heartache than what you have. And you don't recognize it at the time because you think yours is the be-all, end-all, and then you start having contests where my struggle was harder than your struggle. And it's just like, okay, come on, for real, for real. No, the struggle is real, and it's real in all of our lives. And each of our struggle is legitimately just as difficult as the other. You know, it's a different struggle, but it is still the struggle, you know, and we've got to stop comparing ourselves one with another and thinking, oh, I had it so much worse than you, and you just don't know what I had to go through, and yada da, 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 and it's just like, really? It's like, you know, if you tell somebody what you're going through, that's why half the time I won't even tell anybody what I'm going through. Because half the time when you do, you tell somebody what you're going through and they got to try and one-up you because what they're going through has got to be so much worse than what you're going through. Really? You shut up. Okay? That's the wrong people. <laughs> that's the wrong no, no, That's the wrong people. It's just so amazing, you guys. Because, we, you know, please hear me. Sometimes certain people have to share with you what they're going through so you can see in your life where you are and how blessed you are. But at the same time, mm. maybe God allowed them to tell you what so that you can pray for them to be able Amen. to continue through. And that in that field, I believe it's a circle, sense because there's certain things that I've gone through that others have gone through, and it's a circle. 
I want someone to be mm-hmm. able to pray for me. I want to be able to know that no matter what, I can be able to talk to somebody. I don't want nobody to talk mm-hmm. about me. Uh, what I say to you is not to be talked about. And it's not to be made fun of. It's serious what I'm mm-hmm. going through. And that's what God is trying to teach us. But instead, we church people and we talk about each other and we look down at each other as if we have never been there. Oh, contrary, mm. be careful what you say and be careful who you talk about because you just may as well be there tomorrow. So it doesn't matter how mm-hmm. much money you have or what kind of car you drive or what you think you got. Please believe me, you can be very well there the next day. Be loving mm. and be kind. Show people compassion the same way God has shown you in grace same way God has shown you. I'm not saying it's easy. Please believe me. I work on a job with people. I'm like, oh, help me, Jesus. I Mm -hmm. promise you, every single day, because people can test you and make you say, really? But Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have compassion, because I need the Heavenly Father to have compassion on me, because I'm such a wretch undone, you guys. I'm fighting every day of battle. I promise you, from depression to oppression, all kinds of things, suicide, whatever it is, I fight it. I promise you I do. But that's what I'm here mm-hmm. for on this talk show, to show you and keep it real with you, to show you that God is real, and to show you that God is able. Please believe me. Mm-hmm. Just because I suffer, just because I cry, that doesn't mean that God isn't real. That doesn't mean that God isn't able. Please. What does that mean? It just means that that's life. But when I can come back mm-hmm. a couple of days later and bounce back a couple of days later with a smile on my face, it doesn't mean I'm bipolar. That means that God has worked it out for my good. So understand mm. the difference of where the world has you in your mentality of where you are. The question is today, do you or don't you want your latter days be greater than your first? Don't you want during this time of the COVID-19 where it's open but it's not open? It's so weird, you guys. And people still waiting in lines here in Augusta. People still got masks on. People still coughing. I swear we're running. People still doing things now. I want to go home. But I'm scared to go home in a way, and I let me use that word lightly, but in a way because I don't want to hurt my mom heard different people mm-hmm. around and nothing mm-hmm. is truly open. So it's kind of weirded out mm-hmm. to me. But this is the time, if you've ever done it, to trust God and thank him for where you are in your life. Amen? Mm-hmm. I'm Amen. 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 That's good. That's really good. You know, um, you are so right. You are so, so right. We have to get ourselves to a place where um, we can pray for those that are going through. We can rejoice when, when our brother and sister rejoice and, and cry when they cry, you know, to be there for them through the ups, downs, and ins and outs is so important. It is so important. You know, I, it's like we as a society had already come to a place where it's really difficult to get somebody just to, just to exchange salutations with you. You say good morning and they look at you like you're crazy. Now, not only will they not, will they look at you crazy, but they didn't step three, four steps over to the side because you said good morning. It's just like, okay, for real. It's like, I saw that this morning. I walked in my mailbox and it was this gentleman and I was coming in the door or, yeah, I was going in the door, through the door, let me put it that way, through the door to where the packages were, and he was coming from the opposite side, you know, and it was like, so I'm opening the door, he's standing there, and so I said, you know, good morning, child, please. He, like, broke his neck and made sure that he put his foot in the door to open the door, to reopen the door as I came through the door, and it was just like, wow, like, you know, so we can't even say good morning. I mean, it's just like, I, I anyway, I understand caution and what have you, but come on, people, you know, let's still be in a, in a humanistic society. We are still human beings. We can still interact with one another, you know? 
Um, yeah. Exactly. We, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I just feel like this was all created to design fear in so many people. And this is also, to me, for people to use an excuse to be nasty anyway. They didn't know why they were nasty mm-hmm. before. They just have an excuse, COVID-19, to be nasty. They didn't know why they were distant before. They just have an excuse. They didn't know why they didn't go to church before. Now they have an excuse. They didn't know why they didn't believe in God before. Now they have an excuse. They didn't know why they couldn't give to people. Now they know that they have. Well, now they have an excuse. Stop the excuses already. COVID-19 mm. should be nothing of an excuse. If ever there was a time to give, if there was ever a time to accept, to love, to understand, it's a time is now. Yeah. If you're not there, yeah. I'm sorry for you. I continue to pray for you in Christ because I please believe me. I, like I told you before, before all this happened, I said, I want to take a sabbatical. I told my husband, I'm so over this. I just feel like people are not being real in church. I'm so tired of the clicks and different things like that. I, I just don't feel a part of it. And now I can't go to church. And now I'm saying, Lord, if there was ever a time I need to go in and see you, the time is now. But now, mm-hmm. like you're saying, sis, but now, but God, where are you at? Mm-hmm. Are you becoming a better person or are you becoming a worse person? If you were a mm-hmm. husband or a wife that abused your, the individual that you're with, are you making this a worse time or a better time? Is this the time you didn't want to associate with your kids and didn't understand? Are you using this as a time to understand them more or to just draw even further away from them? Are you using this a time mm-hmm. to read more or are you using this a time to just watch more garbage on TV to, to put into your mind so you can't get better? Are you using this a time to heal are you using this a time to just not want to heal at all? You just want to keep thinking about all this so it can make you cause you to go into contention so you can't be a better person. Again, do you want to be a better person or do you not? Where are you at in mm. your life? Where are your thoughts at right now? Do you want someone in your life to care for you, to love? Is it, it, It's on your heart now to realize I've been distant from people long enough. I want good people around me, Lord. Surround me around good people that can pray for me, love me. I don't want to be in this house if you're separate and you're alone by myself for people to find me years later and my carcass is still in the house. But I want somebody to care for me Mm. enough to call on me to say, I don't want anything from you. I just want to make sure that you are right. Or do you need anything? Is this a time that you call somebody that you haven't called in a while to say, you know what, this is crazy. Because trust me, you guys, I haven't talked to my sister in a while. Trust me, I haven't talked to certain people in my family in a while. For what reason, I don't know. But I'm glad that this show came on because now it's making me realize I don't care what it's all about. I just want to tell you that I love you. I don't have to talk to you every day. Mm-hmm. Know that I'm here mm-hmm. and know that if you ever need anything, if it's in with that my power, I can do it. So, again, please get better and not worse. The Word of God tells you to think on his word, meditate on his word Mm -hmm. day and night. Mm -hmm. So you can become better, so your mind can become healed. Don't allow yourself to become distorted or become a product of this crap that the world is trying to deal to you. Because what you don't know is, this is the mark of the beast. You taking that mark means that you don't give a dang. You don't care. You care about the materialistic things in the world. But again, another show, another time, a different day. I love you guys, and I'm done. Hallelujah. Well, we just pray, as always, that, you know, you have, there's something out of this past hour we have spent with you that you can pull out as a nugget that will enhance your life and, and help you to be the best person that you can be, that person that God created you to be. We love you again with the love of Christ. We're so grateful that you did join in with us on today. And I'm going to ask you, please share the broadcast. Share the broadcast with other people that you feel can be, it will be a blessing to them. We air um, live on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern. We're also syndicated. We have a syndicated show 
on um, God's Glory Network on Thursday, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday nights, I believe it's at 6.30, and on Sensational Sounds Radio on Thursday nights at 7. So, you know, we're syndicated, we're out there, we love you guys, and we just really, really want to be about our Father's business in encouraging you to be all that you can be. So you have a God-blessed week, and we look forward to sharing with you, Lord willing, Next Sunday, same God time, same God channel. God bless you. God channel. We love you guys. Love you, Seth. Love you, too. Let's keep it real.